Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Welcome to Voice of the Church. My name is Pastor Greg Bilsma, and I'll be bringing teaching from God's Word to you for the month of February. If you were with us last week, you might remember that we are zeroing in on the great truths of the Bible in a time of cultural uncertainty, when fake news and fact-checking leaves everyone unsure of what is real and what is false. We can know what truth is, and we can live by it. That truth is found in God's Word. Last week, we were taught that putting our hope in earthly security, from Luke 12, 16 to 21, Whatever that earthly security might be, whether it's kids or money or jobs or health, won't work. It's like building a sandcastle too close to the water. It may look beautiful, but one wave will bring everything crashing down. To the contrary, God calls us to build our hopes and lives upon Him. And when we realize that the item of great importance in this life is who God is and what it means to live for Him through His Son, Jesus Christ, This is when we find true riches, and this is when we find true security. Now today we continue in our study of Luke 12, and we ask the question, what does a life hoping in Christ, following Him as our Savior, look like? And how will that impact us even now in a time of great confusion? For our answer, we're going to be reading from Luke chapter 12, verses 22 to 30. There we read these words, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, nor about the body, what you will put on. Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which have neither storehouse nor barn, and God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? If you then are not able to do the least, why are you anxious for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. For all these things the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knows that you need these things. What does a life following Christ look like? And how do we hold on to that in a world that seeks to rob our joy, our hope, and our confidence? Beloved in the Lord, a life looking to Christ is a life of hope and security and joy. How do we get there? Well, as we follow through God's word today, the first thing we see Jesus say is a command, not to worry. Now, every human being is different. I don't know if you've noticed among your friends or family that some people are simply worry warts. They may have everything going well, and when you say to them, look, all is beautiful, they say, well, that probably means something horrible is just around the corner. You may have other friends or family members who are always relaxed. When everyone else is worried, their slogan is from the Lion King, Hakuna Matata, no worries. Nothing seems to rile them. 
And yet if we're honest, if we're honest, there are always things that can get under our skin. There are always things that can make us worry, cause us to be anxious. In our passage, Jesus lists a few that are common for the human race. He speaks about what we'll eat or about what we'll wear. Now, I hope not many of us have had great anxiety over whether we'll have something to eat the next day. But sometimes that happens. Sometimes life can be so difficult we don't know where our next meal will come from. And if we think of reasons to be anxious or reasons to worry, certainly that would be one. And yet Jesus pictures this idea and says, don't worry. He speaks of the idea of changing our height in verse 25, adding a cubit to his stature, a foot to his height. Well, whether we want to get taller or shorter, sometimes we all want to change our bodies. We wish we had a smaller nose or a bigger one, stronger arms or thinner ones. And we've worried about how we'll be perceived, how people will look at us. Jesus takes this common anxiety in our day, and calls us not to worry, not to be concerned with this. Now, as Jesus goes through these various things that can cause worry and tells us not to worry at each one, why does he do that? What right does he have to tell a poor man wrestling for food, don't worry about what you'll eat? What right does he have to tell someone wrestling with acceptance in the eyes of a judgmental world about their body, not to worry about their bodies and what they look like. What right does he have? Well, the right he has is that he points us to one who knows all things and cares for us and will care for us in every season. He points us to God. You see, one of the things that causes anxiety in this world is when we forget who God is And if we do not know that God in Christ has shown himself to be turned in favor towards us as his people. It's so easy to lose our focus on God, isn't it? I remember one of the great disciples, a man by the name of Peter. In Matthew 14, we hear the story of how he saw Jesus walking on the water. And he was scared. And when Jesus told him not to be afraid because it was him, the Lord, he said, If it's you, Lord, call me to come out to you on the water. And Jesus said, Come. And so Peter began to walk on the water. But there was a storm. The Bible tells us in Matthew 14, 30, When he, that is Peter, saw the wind and the waves, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Save me, Lord. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. And said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? I want you to think of that question of Jesus. And remember the situation in which he asked it. Why did you doubt? Peter was walking on water. I've never done that. I'm guessing you haven't either. He was walking on water during a storm. There were waves blowing around him. Wind tussling his hair. He could see the wind and the waves, and it would be terrifying even if you were in a boat. But here was Peter hovering on the surface of water. Why was he afraid? Why did he doubt? It doesn't seem like there's any need to explain that. Of course he should be afraid. He had every reason to be afraid, humanly speaking. But Jesus rebukes him. 
He rebukes him, calls him a man of little faith. Why? Because greater than the wind and greater than the waves was Jesus, who is standing right before him. The problem of Peter was not that the storm was around him. The problem of Peter was not that there was wind and waves. The problem with Peter was that he took his eyes away from Jesus. In Luke 12, when Jesus is calling us not to worry, he does so by putting our eyes back on him, back on the Lord. He talks about the ravens. I've never seen a bird checking in for a job, working nine to five. And Jesus points that out. They don't toil. They don't work. But God feeds them. He points to the lilies of the field, wildflowers that you see growing up and, and, and blooming by the roadside or in the fields. And Jesus says they don't work. They don't make their clothes. They don't create fabric. And yet God clothes them so that not even the most beautiful man or woman of history can compare to how beautiful the lilies are. And Jesus tells us something of so much importance. He says, if God so clothes the grass, which today is in the field and tomorrow is thrown in the fire, how much more will he clothe you? And then he adds the same words he said to Peter, O you of little faith. What causes us to carry anxieties in today's world? Is it just the wind and the waves? Is it just the uncertainties of what is around us? Or is it not because in the midst of the uncertainties we have taken our eyes off the one who is certain? We have forgotten God. See, beloved, God's love is not based upon what our situation is like. And God's love is not proven when things go well and disproven when things go poorly. God's love is proven, as John 3.16 reminds us, in the giving of his Son, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You have a God who has the power to clothe every blade of grass on the surface of the earth. There is a God who gives the food to every bird in every tree of the world. And Jesus tells us that God cares for us. And that God knows what we need. And that God will provide it as we look to him. As we keep our eyes on him. As we do so through the finished work of his son, the only Savior. Jesus Christ. Today we speak about what a life looks like when it follows Christ. What does it look like? Well, there are days of struggle. There are days of worry. There are days of anxiety because there are days we take our eyes off God. But beloved, you don't have to have this. Jesus says, don't be anxious. And instead points our eyes back to the one who removes our fears the God who is all-powerful, the God who is all-loving, and the God who has shown his love in his Son. If you find yourself wrestling with worry today, I encourage you to go outside. I encourage you to look at the grass if you can see it. If it's all snow, look at the trees. Consider the birds. 
And remember that behind them stands the hand of a sovereign God, and that God cares more for you than he does for the birds. He will not let you go. He will not let you starve. He is the God who's provided with you for all things, and you can know it is true by seeing his provision in Jesus Christ, his Son. May the Lord bless you as you continue to live in this world. If you want to learn more about what it means to know Christ Jesus, to follow him and know the confidence of who God is through Jesus, please contact us. The information will be given at the end of the show. And tune in next week as we continue to study Luke chapter 12.